This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirt. That's not bad shirt. Like. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and other places, too, and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. It's been quite eventful since I've talked to you last. Oh, a really? Happened. Oh, yes. Okay. So, my so the 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 best thing. So, as you listeners know, I'm doing a show uh, called The Real Black Swan: Confession of America's First Drag Black Drag Queen in Los Angeles, and a a, a disco diva came to my show on Saturday night and stayed to talk to me after. Who is so, the disco diva? Pepper Mache. Hmm. I'm not sure I know who that is. Remember from, um, so um, Jason, you'll probably know this over Kurt. Kurt, you may know this. But remember back in like the early 2000s, the American Queers Folk? No. I, I, I know of its existence and I watched it. I didn't love it though. Well, you don't know, but there was a song was that you queer probably as folk. heard. Oh, Queer as Folk, okay. Yeah. There's a song, though, Jason, that you have probably heard. Kurt probably has not. Remember the song from back in the day? We're going to go down to the pool. Oh, that song. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yes, okay. that's Pepper Mache. Okay. And what did Pepper Mache think of the real Black Swan Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen? Pepper Mache not only loved my show, Pepper Mache stayed after and we talked for like a half an hour and it ended with a number exchange. Like Pepper performed a song for you and you performed a song for her? Well, that could happen. <laughs> I just I just like the number not being like you're trading phone numbers, but you're performing a number. <laughs> oh, I see. That kind of number. I hadn't thought that would it. be fun. But yeah, so so That's that great. was, and, and the funny thing is, is like you know, I've I've had a few people in the audience. Um, Leslie Ann Warren came to see the show. Oh wow! Oh, really? And I yeah, Leslie Ann Warren came on my first night. Um, but I was more excited about Pepper Mache being there than anybody else because well, it it took me back. That's exciting. So Leslie Ann Warren, what's what's she best known? She was married to the producer John Peters, but that seemed to end in nineteen seventy five. She was in Victor Victoria. She was in oh. Clue. Didn't she have Clue. a recurring role she, on Friends? To, recurring role on Friends? I mean, not Friends. Yeah. Uh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. No, she's done a lot. Yeah, she's a well-respected actor. The happiest millionaire. She was, oh, that was the last movie Walt Disney worked on before he died. She was in The, uh, the Happiest Millionaire. Okay. But, but, even, show. More, 
even more important than Leslie Ann Warren, even more important than Pepper Mache, I met one of our listeners. One of our listeners came to my show. Oh, who? She stayed. She's very cool. She stayed after right. the talk, and she's a she's a hardcore listener. Like yeah, she knows yeah. She she recalled different things from different episodes. She listened. How did Her she Samantha? Samantha, how, how did Samantha, Samantha come to the show? Come to find it? I don't know. I think just by Samantha's. So, um, she heard the show. Samantha heard the show. Samantha's like an avid listener. Has no, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out how she come to find the podcast. Uh, that I don't know. I think she just. I think she just found it. I'd like to know because I mean I, I feel like a a chunk of our listenership are friends of ours. So I'd like to know outside of that circle how people found the show. Hey Samantha, Samantha, shoot us a DM and let us know how you found the show. Yeah, you can find yeah, us on there's Threads, some, there's, Lifetime of Homework uh, Podcast on Threads, Lifetime of Homework Podcast, or okay, Instagram. Well, oh yeah, Threads. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lifetime of Homework Podcast on Threads.com. Yeah, Samantha, call, let us know. Yeah, yeah, no, Samantha, list, Samantha, listen, Samantha. Ooh, stop details. saying that. She, she, she. I, I know she knows a lot about me. I feel very vulnerable right now. <laughs> I don't want to think that people are listening. I mean, that's <laughs> kind really, of the point. <laughs> I guess that's the point of doing a podcast. Yeah. yeah. And she literally came to my show because she heard us talking about it on the podcast. Well, that's well, Samantha, awesome. Come see my show too. You, all you have to do is fly to. Philly, um, I'm sure it's a flight. Air, airfare is pretty low right now, is it? Or maybe it's going up again. I, I think it's low until like mid October. Okay, so you got to go now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and here's we'll, the best we'll, more part. More details later. Yeah. Here's the best part. You do, do you know what Samantha's job is? No, no. She does wardrobe for Lifetime movies. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's so I was. So she she says she does she does wardrobe for like Lifetime, New Hallmark, and Tubi movies. Oh, do you think she has touched so one of I the like, the black hoodies? I you know probably. Yes, so I was probably, like, I was like, when more. we start talking about the movies again, you have to come on. Yes, like, you have sure. to come on. Yes. But yeah, we had a great conversation, and, and, and I got I got feedback. I got, oh, I yeah? got feedback. Like for example, I didn't know our listeners like if we miss a week. I didn't think anybody cared. Our listeners get pissed. Get pissed okay. if we don't have like if we skip a week. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we can't do that. Gets pissed. So we let him down this summer because we were off a lot. Yeah, she but we were really working. Mad. We were working. We were working. She was, it was like so for she, good reason. Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't really pissed. She wasn't like. Um, no, she pulled a no, knife like, on. Well, Les. no. They, she said that that she does like she gets worried. She's actually, is what she said. She's, 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 she's like, if we go a little while without oh, yeah. the podcast, she's like, I'm worried that you guys have stopped. No, no, we're we're in. No, we're in. Yeah, we're in. We're in. We're in. You know yeah, who else needs to? We, go ahead, Kurt. Yeah. No, I just we just get busy sometimes. There's stuff stuff going on. So. Yeah. Well, Les has this show going. The only person that needs to see the show now that hasn't is Angela White. Yes. And speaking of Angela White, Kurt, 
Do you have any Angela White, a.k.a. Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, I am the Mary Hart of 2023. This is from Entertainment Tonight. I'm Mary Hart. Um, So this is from Entertainment Tonight. The former reality star Black China uh, marked one year of sobriety on Thursday. Yay! That's right. Black China celebrated the one-year anniversary of her sobriety with an emotional reunion with her formerly estranged mother, Tokyo Tony. Um, She appeared on Tamron Hall's Monday episode. Uh, where the host helped her mark the milestone by presenting her with a purple congratulations cake and a bouquet of flowers. Uh, White shared that her journey to sobriety has not been easy, but she felt accomplished that she has managed to maintain her sobriety. Not even a little shot, a little wine, a little this, nothing. Like, no, I'm good. No, I'm straight. I'll take a Red Bull. White told Hall, adding that what assists her sobriety is the idea of being able to support others through more than just financial means. She added, what helped me was bringing myself down to reality and then realizing like, okay, am I hurting or hurting or helping other people around me and helping not with money or things like that. But I didn't want to continue hurting the people around me or even have my kids grow up seeing me doing this stuff. When Hall surprised the mother of two who shares a uh, uh, 10 year old son in King Cairo, we, we know about that. Uh, anyway, she, she surprised her with her mother's appearance. White became tearfully emotional. She explained that although the pair reconciled earlier in the summer after being estranged, seeing Tony still made emotional, made her emotional due to the struggles they faced to get to where the relationship stands today. So I'll, I'll start, I'll start. Well, here's what, here's what Tokyo Tony said. She said, seeing her sober, no makeup, fillers gone. This is who I birthed, Angela. This is who I birthed. And she has for everyone in the world to know she has the biggest heart in the world. She's a very big heart. So I thought this was very sweet. Aww. Yeah. Do did we know that she it, that she was sober? Um, it was mentioned. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember hearing mentioned. that she had. Uh, uh, she she was um going down a, a path of sobriety. Like I, I knew, that. I know that it yeah. was mentioned that she had stopped. Like she she was staying away from it. I know Kurt mentioned that, but I didn't realize that she was like in it. In it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I but thought it was her. very, very sweet. Yeah, it was, it was nice, nice to read that. We all, we, well, we support Black China. Yeah, yes, we, uh, uh, yes. Congratulate her on her healthy lifestyle and sobriety. Oh, I've got one more thing to share. Mm-hmm. I so I I'm doing a rewatch of Girls. Remember yeah. that show with the HBO Lena show? Dunham? Yeah, yeah. And I today, guess who was on it playing her grandmother? Oh, uh, that! Oh, June Squibb. June, June Squibb. June yeah. Squibb. Ah. I'm trying to remember her name. June Squibb was on playing her grandmother. Squibb works. June works a lot. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if June is out picketing during the strikes. She probably gets a Does pass she... on that. I I don't know what kind of health she has because wasn't she in a life and now this might have been the character but wasn't she in a lifetime movie a uh, holiday movie where she was in a wheelchair yeah well, but but if you're like 90 years old if you're in your 80s you know, well actually who's the guy f murray abraham out walking the picket line how old is he he's like 80 something i think he's doing it well if you're like if you're in your 90s you know it, it, it's okay yeah 
Yeah, maybe yeah. It's, maybe this isn't my decision, but it's, I, I think we're all we can all be in agreement in, 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 in the union that you know if you're over the age of ninety, you don't have to walk I the know. strike. I I want right. Dick Van Dyke out there walking the picket line and avoiding well, Ottomans at every turn. Dick Van Dyke right. isn't good. Dick Van Dyke was just on Days of Our Lives mm-hmm. like last week. Yep. Oh, Dick Van Dyke walk. looks great for a man Wait, in his nineties. I think he's ninety. I think he's ninety nine. Days of Our Lives. We talked about How that on the show. Soap operas are under a different contract, first of all. But secondly, Days of Our Lives, like, shoots six months in advance. Yeah. So this was done, like, six months. Yeah, we talked about that on the show, that he was okay. doing that. That sounds That sounds. But Dick Van Dyke looks fantastic for a man in his 90s. Well, he he really walking. does. He could walk around. He sounded mm-hmm. enamored less. Pardon? You sound enamored with Dick, the current day Dick you Van Dyke. You know what impressed me about Dick Van Dyke? Dick Van Dyke had a Dick, good head of hair. Still, Let me say, less is Dick Van Dykematized. Ooh. <laughs> yes, he is. Woo. How do you like that, Samantha? That's why you tune in, right? <laughs> Dick Van Dykematized. You're not going to hear that over at uh, whatever else other podcasts exist. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Sure not. Hey, I was looking at Google Maps, and somebody, somebody, I guess, has like a random podcast. Like, I guess it's like five miles from where I live, and I guess they registered it as a business, so it shows up on Google Maps. It's like part, oh. it just shows up like in an apartment uh, complex. It's you like know what the podcast dark, is? I forget what it was. It, it was it was like the Wacky Hole podcast or something. The Wacky something that, Hole. Yeah, it wasn't Wacky Hole, but it was something. Something something that I couldn't really figure out what the subject matter was. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have hole in the name? It might have been completely different than it what didn't. you're thinking. It didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> so how oh, are we? I got hole in the mind. Okay, what? So- so how are we going to talk about our our? So what we did this week is we picked videos. Yeah, we to each watch. picked a music video and brought it to the table. Uh, I, I'm I'm open. Uh, maybe we just do them in chronological order, like the years they were released. Okay. First of all, I love that we all picked videos from the '80s. I know, and I was I was the last one to pick, and I was gonna. I was gonna try to pick something else. I think it's appropriate though, because that's that was the heyday of the music video i think oh it absolutely was i was actually thinking of that as we were watching all three of these really sort of were experiments with how much exposure this genre could bring to your musical act yes yeah or this medium rather not this genre yes yeah it was funny because it, it was just funny to see like the similarities in all of them, and I guess what the thing, like the the thing of the the day was, you know, with like scowling women, <laughs> a lot of scowling women. I mean, if you think about it, even Mine even even current yeah. day, but especially back then, music videos that the people that would hire to direct them were people that uh, directed commercials. So it's a, it's conveying a lot of information in a short period of time. You're selling sex more than you're selling an actual product, right? Well, some people some people came out of videos and became like feature, like a David Fincher directed. Mm-hmm. Videos, right? Didn't he do? Uh, yeah, he's a he t- did he one was of huge. He did Madonna's he did Vogue. Madonna's. He did Madonna's Express yeah. Yourself and um, uh, gosh, 
one with Christopher oh, Walken in, and I can't think of the title of the song. And then he also no. did he did a bunch of Paul Abdul videos, like Straight Up and uh, Opposites. Uh, not Opposites uh, track. Oh, wow. um, 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 I know that like Diane Girl. Keaton directed a Belinda Carlisle mm-hmm. video. Yeah, well, the Daniels who just yeah. won the Oscar they 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 directed. Um, you know the song "Turned Down for What." Uh huh. They directed no. that video back in the day. Oh wow! And if you, I mean, their movies are very chaotic, much like a music video is going to be. Mary Lambert directed "Like a Prayer," and then she went on to do "Pet Cemetery" in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, which is kind of the same thing. <laughs> so, who do you well want to start with? Do you want to start with the most? popular band which i guess is you jason because you right. just got journey. journey yeah and this is actually the first one released of these three too so okay. uh Again, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, we watched this uh, long promotional video for Don Johnson's song Heartbeat, which basically just did videos for all of the other songs on the album. Um, and so we, and we, we sort of enjoyed that each was like a short <laughs> piece of content that we could breeze through and it's already nuts and enjoyable to watch. So um, I chose Journey. Uh, separate ways worlds apart because the, the video is is kind of dumb <laughs> it's it's just journey hanging out on a wharf they're just yeah, it's and, very but cheap it's their keyboards come in and out of frame but i guess what happened was uh back in the day journey was resisting doing like um pre-planned music videos versus just like footage from of them performing from a concert they resisted they resisted and they finally agreed to do it for this song uh, back in 1983. Well, yeah, the, yeah, it looks like it was it was uh, it was obviously filmed in like an afternoon, I guess, or yeah. maybe there was a lunch break involved. There were a lot uh, of setups, all... though. What's that? There are a lot of setups, though, like a lot of different camera shots and angles and things. They're moving that like keyboard all, all around. It's in frame. It's out of frame. It's it's on a on a. Um, a forklift. It's on a wall at one point. And they're just scowling and singing. Yeah. Well, they're, <clears throat> at the beginning, they're kind of playing like air, air keyboard, yeah. air. And like, you guys have instruments, don't you? Like, yeah. It didn't make yeah. sense why. There's no real story in the video, is there? There's no. a, like a scowling woman. She's pissed. <laughs> she's walking. She's walking down the wharf. She's pissed. Well, no, she that woman should be pissed because um, uh, Steve Perry's girlfriend at the time was trying to get her fired from the video. Oh, really? Yeah, Steve you Perry. Remember? Where did you find this? Uh, is, it, is this, there a- I, it was either Wikipedia or it was oh, or it was like on this? on like a song facts website or something. Um, oh, so wow. Steve Perry was dating Sherry, the the woman he wrote "Oh Sherry" about years later. Oh, oh and Sherry! I guess because again, remember, music videos weren't a thing yet. People weren't really fully aware of what they were. So she doesn't know that, oh, it's acting and they're kind of making up a story. And like, you know, she's probably just seeing that, hey, this hot girl is hanging around while you and your bandmates are singing all day. What the hell, dude? And so she was all pissy try, and like try to get her kicked off That's the a set. That's spot to be. Yeah. Like you're, so your boyfriend's a rock star. I mean, I think there's going to be women interested in him. Yeah. Right. And I also noticed the drummer looked like 
like if Ron Jeremy and Harry Shear had a child, which also makes me kind of wonder who's the top and who's the bottom, but we could talk about that later. Um, but that guy is the drummer. I'm thinking he got laid on tour, which proves that it's a man's world. Oh, yeah. You know that was going on. Yeah, for sure. Like he joined sorry, the band I'm sorry, solely because he had a little bit of rhythm yeah. and could play drums. And he's like, oh, like, well, we got Steve Perry, so he'll attract the women to us and then right. we'll get his leftovers. He's like the lure. Steve Perry's the lure. He yeah. lures the men. Yeah. The bait and switch, though. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't look and I'm saying I don't, I'm sorry, ladies. I didn't invent the patriarchy, but, you know, this was going on. It's still going on. Mm hmm. Like, it's like Steve Perry was galore, and then Sherry was there, like, uh, uh, uh. And then, yeah. so then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she said, yeah, the drummer's back there. She's like, get up, get back there. Yeah. I guess also what, what made it bad is the band had been told, like, not to bring wives and girlfriends to set. So then they were all pissed at Steve that he did it anyway. So right. imagine oh. you're Sherry, and you think that, like, all right, I'm going to work with Steve. If the other wives and girlfriends had been there, she probably would have been fine with it. Right. And you know, he had this Oh Sherry song and the other guys were like, no. Yeah, as soon as he got the solo or a solo yeah. album. We're not recording that song. Go do a solo record, dick. Yeah. Right. We're not thinking about Sherry. Because if the other wives would have shown up, because <laughs> have you guys ever been on a set where like, I've been on a few sets where it's like the 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 job is more kids oriented. So I'm like one of the older people on the set. Mm -hmm. And I end up I've been on a few sets where like I end up sitting around talking to the moms because, yeah. you know, the, nobody else there is my age. And, you know, you sit around, you talk about like Botox and shopping and, you know, you can talk with <laughs> the kids about that. That's Come on. Great. So they probably, Definitely so if the other it. wives have been there, they probably would have just sat around like eating craft services, talking, you know, and it would have been fine. Yeah. Although early days <laughs> of music video, there probably weren't craft service tables. Or Botox. No. Why would you, why, why would you be married? Like, what's the point of being in a band like Journey and you, you got a wife you're lugging around? I well, again, remember this is 1983. They formed in the seventies before music videos. So, and or when people, and when people just got married earlier and there wasn't the celebrity culture of hearing about all these young celebs and all, all the, their dalliances like that wasn't a thing back then. It was very common to be married and be in a rock band. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess it was a happy marriage. Now your marriage wouldn't last. No. So, well, in I fact, think I, I think one or two of the members of the journey were both going through divorces at this time. Ugh. I think yeah, I was because Cooper's very few rock marriages. Like I think you know, bon, John Bon Jovi's marriage has lasted yeah. for decades, yeah. but it's very rare. Yeah. Very rare. Well, that's good. But yeah, I was saying I think Alice Cooper was married for a long time. I think he's had like the same wife. Mm -hmm. And yeah, very few like David Bowie and Iman were married for like 20 mm -hmm. years, which was, you know, like 100 years and rock years. And but yeah, very few people, very, yeah. very few people stay married. I like the Journey song, though. It's 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 it's, it's pretty rocking. If, I'm, if I was in my... If I'm changing the radio stations, driving, I would definitely stop if I hear that song. 
But and I kept well, on thinking though, during watching this, I just kept the thing that I just kept on thinking is, wow, who knew that Steven Tyler was going to be replaced by a man from the Philippines who sounds exactly like Oh, him. you mean Steve Perry? He's still going. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. I interviewed. Steve Perry. Did I say Steve Tyler? Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Steve Perry. Yeah, Steve Perry. I. Was, um, I interviewed Rob Thomas once from Matchbox 20 and um, I made some sort of crack about the Filipino guy from Journey and Rob told this great story of how he was backstage at a Journey show like really excited and thought that he was seeing Journey with like Steve Perry because I guess uh. after the the Filipino guy, there was another guy or maybe before that looked a lot like Steve Perry and his name was pretty similar. It was like Steve O'Jerry or something like that. And uh, he, he had no idea that it wasn't Steve Perry until like after the show when he met him. Could you imagine though, how heartbreaking is that? You're with this, this band for years and they replace you with a lookalike. <laughs> well, yeah, but he left voluntarily. Like who, Obviously, the guy must have sounded close enough to Perry. No, not the guy from the Philippines, but the. It sounds like the interim went in between mm -hmm. the guy from the Philippines and. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to join an already existing band with a very well-known, already existing sound, you kind of need to fit in. It's like before there True. was AI, there was this. Right. Oh, see. Yeah, now I guess they could just do like a 3D, <laughs> you know, and have like a, a hologram, you know, because, yeah. hey, Whitney Houston's still performing because of the holograms. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go see that. Um, my husband wants to go to this. We're going to the UK for Christmas and he wants to go to this ABBA. There's like an ABBA mm -hmm. concert with holograms of ABBA. Which is dumb because oh, they're that, all yeah. alive and back together now. I yeah, but I ABBA. think that I think that they're looking at it. ABBA themselves are looking at it from a you know we can be in two places at once sort of a thing and get all the money. I believe you mispronounced that and you meant to say cash grab. Oh, cash grab! Yes, yeah. cash grab. I did. I did cash mispronounce grab. that, Jason. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I totally oh, I'm did. I'm tired of ABBA. Like I kind of I discovered what? them like. Wow. I'm just tired of it. Dancing queen. Like I'm just tired of hearing it. I know a few, a I have a few yeah. I know a few people. Close one of them lives in the house that I live in. And one of them, Jason and I know, who would probably kick your ass. Yeah, the the, the one that no, uh, Les I and saw. I know, he whenever you are with him and uh he's controlling the music. You can always tell it's time for the party to wrap it up because he he's starts drunkenly singing ABBA. I just As a matter of fact, how I met my husband, uh, that friend was playing ABBA <laughs> at his party when I met my husband. <laughs> but he's playing it all the time. I saw Muriel's Wedding and I, I heard all the ABBA music. I, I really like Muriel's Wedding. I was like, oh, this is great. So I bought abba gold the cd mm -hmm. and i was really i was really into this abba but i'm just saying well, well, maybe, maybe i'll have to maybe i have to get back into it I just i was spent but i do hate the movie mamma mia i Ma will i will side oh. with you there mamma mia is never, straight up trash it. i hate it yeah i agree Ma 
Mama Me Too made me violent. Why? Wait, why after seeing how horrible Mama Mia 1 was, would you see Mama Mia 2? So first of all, I didn't see Mama Mia 1 until after the horrible Mama Mia 2. And the reason why I went to Mama Mia 2, the sole reason I went was because Cher was in it. it. And I went to see Cher. Wow, Cher's got some pull. And I sat there and I was I sat there and I was like, where is Cher? Where is Cher? Where is Cher? Oh, hey, Cher. The movie ended. Mm-hmm. The first I one, I would have it, it would have been watchable for me if they hadn't made Pierce Brosnan sing. And I'm and not saying that I'm not saying that as a joke. It was so bad. Oh, he looked miserable. Yeah. Singing. He should. Well, I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, don't. I never even came close. Don't. I never even came close to watching it. Any don't. Movies. don't, 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 don't. I'm also I, well, I never thought that you and I would be on the same side, but don't. <laughs> I'm also not gonna see my big fat Greek wedding three. Same. Uh, I'm not either. Yeah, if even it was free, if somebody forced me to see it, like let's say it was kidnapped in a basement. And they said, should we turn the TV on? Do you want the TV on or off? It's my, my big fat Greek wedding three is on. I would say on. I would watch it. And that's well, and, 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 and with her, <laughs> with her, like I saw the first one and with her, Nia Bartellis, my whole thing is, okay, she took what you and I do, Kurt, and actually yes. turned it into like a fucking yeah, multi-million dollar. It wasn't bad. I liked I liked a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I it, was, it was it was okay. And, and so that I I I I really do like admire the woman, but I would not oh, go and see. Yeah, yeah. I I it feel like I had dream. seen all that I needed to see of the My Big Fat Greek Wedding cinematic universe when I saw the first one. Yeah, I yeah. That and there's some things about it I liked. Agreed. Yeah, Andrea Martin. I love Andrea Martin. I forgot she was in that. And then three, I guess, you know, I guess the theme of the day is cash grab because that's what that is. Too. Well, <laughs> I love that we have a word of the day. <laughs> look, if I were her, I'd be doing it as well, probably. Well, yeah. That's, that's her thing. Yeah. That's, oh, her, I can't, that's her job. I, I can't hate on her for, I can't, if, if people are going to go and she's going to make some money, yeah. I can't hate, do. you know, I can't hate on her for it. I just won't be going. Unless it's on like Hulu or something. I did extra work on New Year's Eve, that Carrie Marshall Oof. movie, so I don't really Oof. think I could judge anybody. Oof. Whose scene were you in? I told you the story. I have Bon Jovi and then I and after the after the scene I went into the I went in I went into the washroom, bathroom, whatever you want to call it, and there's John Bon Jovi's there at the urinal. No, you didn't. Tell me the I ever story. Told you that? No, he, it's a, it's only me and he's at the urinal. It's only me and John Bon Jovi at the urinal and the, at the urinals. Now there's only three urinals. He's in the middle, so I have to stand next to him. Uh-huh. Did you see so his blaze I, of glory? I didn't look. Did you peek? No, and I was pee shy. I got pee shy because I was consumed that I was next to John Bon Jovi, so I didn't know what to do. So I'm just like standing there with my willy out, and um, and that happened. And then uh, then other people started coming in the bathroom, and I think he hid in a stall. 
try to get away from the other people. Mm. I didn't say anything to them. Well, you know, uh, it might be their very first single when Bon Jovi first came on the scene was called Runaway, which is probably a good segue into your video for this week, Kurt. Wow. See, I did that. That was good, Jason. Thank you. You got those those segues down. That was good. (laughs) I... I feel Run Runaway is a very is a is just a solid piece of heterosexual entertainment. Um, I'd agree. Nobody is digmatized. Well, you're not going to get digmatized by the guys in the band Slade. No, that was my idea. So I I wanted to give a solid because we we rarely heterosexuality is rarely represented on this show. <laughs> uh, it really isn't. The only other time is when we talked about the, when you, uh, Jason, you made out with a woman during Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was really the only, that's the only <laughs> really other piece of heterosexuality that's been explored on this show. So I wanted to bring this to the table. Now, the more obvious, <laughs> the more obvious thing would be like a Motley Crue, girls, 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 or like Hot for Teacher. But I thought, no, no, this is solid. There is nothing gay about this video. Yeah, and also it's it's a little bit of a um, uh, what's the word? It, it's not so in your face. Oh, it's an '80s rock video. Like, you, yeah. not everyone knows this song. A lot of people know it. It was a hit, but it wasn't like a hit that you still hear over and over today. Well, I know this song because this song is rocking. I don't know who the drummer is on this song, but man, things might get a little gay around here. <laughs> <laughs> well there's that guy there is a guy in the video like he it's a big burly scottish man and he's like wearing a kilt but he's carrying what looks like a full-size telephone pole and just like waving around like a big phallic symbol oh well that's a stretch we can't yeah a kilt isn't yeah no it's not the that's kilt so much as the giant penis he's waving around yeah <laughs> yeah don't you guys think this song is rocking? Like this song? No, no, this song is great. I still have an earworm of it. I enjoyed this, this song, song when kicks. it was out. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, I, I like rediscovered it, and I was like, oh, these were the guys. Um, the guy's name is the lead singer. He's an interesting name. Let's see. I just had it before. Oh, oh well, I have to look it up. Um, lead band. <laughs> this is the Google. Isn't there like a Google theme that we have? Yeah, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you're Googling right now. Google. G O O G L E. Google. Yeah. Wait. Okay. So his name is Naughty. I can hardly say it. Naughty Holder. Okay. Hey, that sounds gay. Yeah. That does sound. It sounds like a porn star. What's he holding? But I like Naughty Holder. Naughty Holder. It's his name. But did you guys like his uh, people at home? Just just Google this, and you could watch it. But he does these things with his mouth, like he's just doing things to the camera. Yeah, they, there's like, like a like close up of him where his like tongue is inside um, the upper part of his mouth, like in front of his teeth, and he's just like rubbing it, and it looks almost have you, like. Have you ever seen anybody when they're on ecstasy? <laughs> no. Like when someone's that. on ecstasy, they start like their tongue is just moving around their mouth. Well, I hope Naughty Holder is not an ecstasy. I don't know if ecstasy was a thing back then. Um, well, what I year mean, was that? 84. Oh, okay. Well, so you know why this uh, this song got released in the U.S., right, Kurt? I was reading up on Slade. I know that Slade were, um, they did the original 
the original hits the quiet riot had yeah uh, come on feel the noise come, yeah and my mama we're all crazy now that's another song so they, they, those are originally slade songs from years ago and quiet riot did their own versions and made them hits in the u.s so I, I believe that the quiet riot hits helped them get a record deal in the u.s because they already had some hits in, yeah. in, in in the uk and so this was this was kind of like their this was their big u.s hit it wasn't a huge hit but it was a it was a minor hit yeah, it's the their US. biggest song in the U.S. Uh, to date. Yeah. No, I totally have an earworm of that song. What is, like, what was going on in this video? Mayhem. It's a lot of enthusiasm. It's it's at a castle, right, somewhere, mm-hmm. and some of them old, some old castle, and they're just performing and or. Looks like yeah, but there's like, but there. there's all these like bagpipers, and then there's these a large group cheering. I didn't know what the, like what they were cheering was it for the band or were they fighting for some cause? I didn't understand. Yeah, they're there because they look very happy though. I'm happy. They they look like Cheers they were enjoying themselves. Yeah the <laughs> the leads what, what's his name uh, uh, holding holding penises what what's his name Dobby Holder. Wait, no, not Dobby. That's the character from Harry Potter. Uh, uh, Nobby Holder. Naughty. Naughty Holder. Naughty Holder. holder. (laughs) You're a naughty holder. So, again, (laughs) early days of music video, and this is a band that had already been established uh, abroad. Uh, They were established before the music video era, clearly, because they were not as, you might say, photogenic. They weren't. No, they were not. <laughs> they weren't camera ready. No, no, and, no. And, they were not. And Do these guys be rock stars today? One thousand percent. No. I th- I think with this kind of music, the music's good. I, they I just, they could write or produce, but they're they're so unphotogenic. And then you add in HD cameras into the mix, four K. Oh, ooh, ooh, no, that. Oh no, you'll get yeah, closer. Yeah. But but, don't, but this kind of music isn't play, being played on like. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, it's, it's, this is the music that's being played on like mainstream radio right now. So they could be a rock act if they were like a mystery band, like and you didn't show them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, a, a good and well-produced song is a good and well-produced song. It sort of transcends right. time and genre and space. If they're like, a well, like hard rock bands, like. Metal bands—they're not really. That's not really the mainstream now, but they do exist, and they yeah. must be must have audiences somewhere. Yeah, for sure. So they're not going to have the pop star kind of. Uh, no, uh, you, you, very little rock music gets played at pop radio these days. Very little. No. I was listening to Pierre but, Robert. But that being said, I bet that I bet they had groupies too. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, he, I when when did. when uh, Nobby Holder is uh, rolling on it's, E, it's, and he's like Nobby. shoving his tongue in his mouth, mm, 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 like, I don't think, and then that, that you got that dude just swinging his light <laughs> telephone Nobby. pole around. We're gonna get sued by for I doing what? Nobby Holder for doing because what? He said he's on ecstasy. He said it looks like he's on ecstasy. <laughs> he didn't actually say he's night. doing ecstasy, right? 
if I wake up, because I'm probably going to remember what we're talking about. I wake up tomorrow and I see it's a cease and desist email from Nadi Holder. Like, I don't even know what this is. But oh, like, that would be the best thing that could have ever happened to it, us. If, if, yeah, seriously. The band yeah, Slade in the year 2023 yes. is like, stop talking about us. Because <laughs> then you return to the press. You go to the press and say you got to cease and desist. Yeah. <laughs> I, one thing I, I will actually give this video for is... Again, because they think they knew the band was going to have success with the song because of the Quiet Riot songs already being big. But it looks like they actually spent money on this video. Mm-hmm. It looks like it had a budget. It had really good uh, production design. It, had really, it was uh, filmed really nicely. It looked great. I was entertained. Yeah. I was thoroughly entertained by it. Yeah. yeah. Slade. 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 I have a friend named Slade. Slade, yeah, mm-hmm. Slade. Slade's had quite a, quite a, quite a career. Are they still around? There's like, well, I'm looking at Wikipedia. There's like, it's like, uh, it, it goes early years, glam rock success and peak, decline in popularity, stateside, wilderness years. Then there's a comeback. And wilderness then, you know, years. Then American breakthrough. Then there's a second decline in popularity. Then there's a brief comeback and breakup. Then there's aftermath and recent years, which we go Will, to the now, wait, the, I'm fascinated with the wilderness years. Did they go on like a journey, like a track? You know, you know these are the, the, the categories in their Wikipedia page, which is very long. Let me see, where am I? Uh, let me get back to, get to wilderness years. So it was from 1977, 1980. Oh, well, um, what happened was their American venture was seen as a failure, but they felt improved and rejuvenated. And so, and they just, I guess different things happened. Yes, they they, they had a record deal in the U.S. in the 70s, and it didn't really bear any fruit. And then the the Quiet Riot songs happened, and then they got signed to the U.S. again. Oh. Yeah, they've got a a whole, whole history. Yeah. That would make a good like behind the music. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you could make a movie about these guys. I used to love behind the music. I could play or any of those like rock star or those rock and roll band movies I, that VH1 used to do. Back when, like way back when VH1 was first putting together behind the music, they reached out to me and had me audition to be the voiceover for it. Oh, oh cool! Didn't get it, obviously, but. I, but remember, I used to watch that religiously. That and then, yeah, remember when VH1 would make movies and they would make the movies like they made a Def Leppard movie? Yeah. Oh, I love pop up video. Pop 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 up video. They I should lo- bring that back. I loved it because good. it was all these you know great like behind the scenes facts, but then they'd also just throw in like really really random funny stuff. Yeah. My favorite yeah. one, I remember the one where, because it would go like the noise would go bloop, right? Yep. And it was one, yep. and it was about Madonna, and it was like, and Madonna slept with, and it went, bloop, 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 yes. Bubbles popped out. <laughs> wow, the bubbles are slut shaming Madonna. <laughs> That's not right. Actually, I, she started all those directors. Uh, how is Madonna? Do we know? Is she is she back up and running? She announced her rescheduled date, so I guess she's doing oh, really? like, like in rehearsals and whatnot. Yeah. All I know is I know a bunch of people in my friend zone that are pissed. What are they pissed about now? Because pissed they got 
because they had their tickets and then when she fell ill they then got their money back and it got rescheduled and it's turning into just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I know. I think like one of the LA shows, I've, if I'm understanding this correctly, they, they canceled it all together and then they scheduled a new, a different show that you had to like then get in line to buy tickets for again. I, I don't understand why yeah. they would do that. And well, then I have I'm a friend who had tickets, but then he got the money back. And then he went to try. He thought he was buying his new tickets, but ended up being with a scalper. Like, so there's just oh, no. pandemonium <laughs> going on. No, 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 no. Listen, so, listen, dear ticket buyer. If you received your Madonna refund, you take that money and you go to the Pia Sidora, Zidora and Tremaine Jackson concert. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You could see like six other shows for what you're paying for Madonna. Yeah. So instead of Madonna, you could go see Piazzadora. You could go see Doug Henney. Is he still alive? I don't believe. I don't believe Doug, Doug Henning. He disappeared. No, I can't see Doug Henning. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else is out there. I don't know. I can't go through this list. Yakov <laughs> Smirnoff. Yakov Smirnoff. I know someone who dated well. Yakov Smirnoff. What? What? I have a friend, and I bet she. I. I better talk to her. I bet we could get her on the show to talk about it. One of my friends dated Yakov Smirnov for a year. After they would have sex, would he say, Vada country? <laughs> and this friend of mine talks about it openly. Well, that's a, no, Doug Henney died in 2021. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird interview to have, have somebody who had sex with. <laughs> that's very salacious. Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> I used to watch that show. What a country! That was that was those those shows that we've talked about before. Those syndicated shows. Oh my gosh! Maybe we watch yes. that next week. Um, <laughs> let's do so, it. Let's do it. So <laughs> don't. Let's, I'm just well, trying to think of the question. After the show, we'll look and so see if it's available. Was Yakov reluctant to go down on you, or it was just in general? In general. It could be like a six Supposedly, Yakov. I don't want to know. I don't. Not, suppose, uh, allegedly. I thought you were going to reveal deets about their I don't want to know these things. What <laughs> else we can ask her? Think of questions. Yeah, we've got, I, we've I, got I time. We, we, we've got she, time to think up questions. She better Any, not come on the show. Anywho, so, so my video my that I picked, Pia Zadora and Jermaine Jackson. So, yeah, thanks. So, oh, oh! How dare you, Kurt Fitzpatrick? How dare you? So this video was from 1984. Now, I went to high school in Spain. So in 19 in Europe in the <laughs> mid 80s, Pia Zadora and Jermaine Jackson were a popular singing duo. As and in, they I did more than just is, this song. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, they did more than one is. video together. This was more. This is much popular. I, I did read this. Was a more popular song in other countries. Yeah. It wasn't a hit in. So the, I was the US. in that other country this where this song was like number one for well, like a long time, and they did concerts, and yeah, so. So the funny thing is, going to high school in in Europe, 
there's a lot of things that I that were popular to me that were not popular here. So I take it this was one of them that w- it was not popular here. Well, no, and the problem with it was it wasn't good. That's, oh no, I'm not saying that it was never good. like honestly <laughs> like you are you are absolutely right, Kurt. But that doesn't really matter sometimes. I I I did not pick this video because it was good. I picked it because it was best. <laughs> were they a couple back in the day? Um, I didn't look like it. He looked a little awkward around her. Well, okay, so wait, so Pia Zadora's, so you, you, you guys both know Pia Zadora's backstory. I right? don't yeah. really. I even when I was a kid, I like she was always sort of the butt of jokes, but I didn't know what her so, claim to fame was. This is so Pia Zadora started off as a child actress, and her her first movie was. Santa Claus fights the Ma- the Martians. Okay. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. The, the Martians. Was she yeah. doing like Roger? She Cor- was in that Corman films, or or it's not a Roger Corman movie. So this is when she was a little girl. She was in that. Okay. But yeah. the the reason why her name became the butt of the joke is so. In the 80s, she was married to this mega, 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 mega rich guy. Mm -hmm. Like this rich old man. Like he was old. So she was like an Angeline that actually got to put out material funded by the husband. Yes. Yes. Well, he exactly financed her. Like she was a, she was like a Broadway. I think she did, she did like a little Broadway when she was, she was a kid. And then she was doing like regional theater and stuff. And she, she met this dude, and he basically financed her first movie, which I think was called Butterfly. And, and, and was he financed. It? Yeah, and but not only did he finance it, he rumor is bought her basically bought her a Golden Globe. She won the Golden Globe that year for that movie, mm-hmm. and the rumor yes. has it that her husband greased some palms and that's how she got the golden globe so that's how she became like the butt of the joke got it so this was kind of like her sort of look i can sing look i am talented yeah well this is from this is from the sound from the movie when um the voyage of the rock aliens i saw that yeah this it, actually the, this video is the sequence from the movie. Well, sort of. Did you? I, I read about this. Okay. The Voyage of the Rock Aliens, and so uh, they basically just kind of added the the video has nothing to do with the movie, but they just put it in the movie. Mm-hmm. They just kind of. So you're saying that uh, the movie otherwise had a super coherent and understandable plot. You know, I wouldn't mind watching this movie. I think it sounds. What's the movie of this video? Yeah, Voyage of the Rock Aliens. So were, it's with Craig so were they dressed like nuns? Because the thing I noticed that all the men were dressed like nuns, kind of. I don't understand what was going on in the video per se, but this this movie is a whole different story. I didn't the, think they were dressed as nuns. The they looked like they were. I think it was like uh, they're like in the Middle East, and they've got like a headpiece on to like protect from the sun. That's how I took but then, it. But 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 then I because I thought it was the future. I thought it was like dystopian, futuristic looking. And yeah. then there was a Vespa chase. Like they were running on their Vespas, and then the guys are chasing them on their Vespas. Mm-hmm. Like not motorcycle, not motorcycles, but Vespas. 
Yeah. And Jermaine, I felt bad for Jermaine Jackson a little bit because well, this, yeah, at the end because well, just, no, not not like what happens to him through, over the course of the video, but just sort of him at his at this point in his career. This is when nobody was hotter than Michael Jackson. Like right. whatever Michael Jackson touched turned to platinum immediately. And you've got Jermaine trying to earn a living on his own. He's stuck doing a song with Pia Zadora. And not just that, but he's styled to look very similar to Michael. Yes. Like the outfit he's wearing in the video, even though it's like during the heyday, yeah, of thrill. Even though it's like dystopian, the middle of nowhere, and he's wearing like a sleeveless vest. The vest is, is sort of fitted and it looks very similar to the thriller jacket. Yes, or the beaded jacket. Thriller hair. Yeah, thriller hair. Even that that dan- there's like a dance number around all the motorcycles and stuff. That looked a little bit reminiscent of the way Thriller was filmed. With all the smoke See, coming thought, out of the ground. I thought it was like mm-hmm. a, a West Side Story fight. Just a little bit of that, but I'm sure they were trying to invoke the feeling of, of Michael Jackson in the audience, too. Right. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He had some hit songs on his own, but... Mm-hmm. So, there was another Jermaine Jackson video that I almost filmed, that I almost picked. Mm-hmm. And the th- and the storyline was Jermaine Jackson, it was a prison. And oh, that's Jackson, Dynamite. I love that song. Yeah, and, yeah. and then, there was that. the men's prison and the women's prison, and then it was together. And then the prison, they did like a prison break. Yeah, that was a big hit. Yeah, remember that song? Yeah. And then, then the men and the prison, men and the women, ended up in a prison together at the end, which I don't think was a sad ending. You know. So you were sad about the ending of this video that that Jermaine sort of left left behind. Yeah, because it was sad. Because then, and Pia, Pia, you tell Pia didn't want to go with this other guy. I like I, Pia's sunglasses. Her her sunglasses reminded me of Hollywood from Mannequin. Did you ever see Mannequin? Oh yeah. Uh huh. No, I've never seen it. What? That's Kirk one of the few. Fitzpatrick. That's one of the few uh, big '80s movies I never watched. You have never seen Mannequin. No, I I imagine if you were to watch it now, you would. It is very very dated, but there there's also a lot of of gay stuff that today would be super offensive. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't make we couldn't make that movie today. You couldn't have a a straight and real life man playing the flamingly gay character of Hollywood. Hollywood Montrose. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the guy from Designing Women. Yeah, right? Meshach Taylor. Anthony, yeah. yes, yeah. Anthony Bouvier. See, I know about it. I know Andrew McCarthy is in it, and mm-hmm. Kim Cattrall. Wasn't Samantha in it? Yeah, Kim Cattrall. Yes, Sex the City. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Kim she's Cattrall. the mannequin. Kim Cattrall. She's the mannequin. Yeah, I don't think I need to see it unless I get. And then you get that Starship song. Podcast. Nothing's gonna stop us now. <laughs> Yeah, and then there was Mannequin 2 like as well with Christy Swanson. Yeah, Mannequin 2 on the move, Christy Swanson and uh, William Ragsdale, a.k.a. Herman from Herman's Head. Yes. Herman's Head, the band? No, the, the no, TV no, the show, show on Fox. Shows Hermit, Hermits, Hermits, I'm thinking. Um, see, I, what happens is some, some, some podcasts will assign me that. Like, I was even saying to Jason DeBray, I was saying... I don't ever want to see the Jerky Boys movie. And he's like, hmm, Kurt, that might you see, be a you, good 
Kurt, that might you know be a you good speak movie. that stuff into existence when you say it. Mm-hmm. That might be a good movie to that- say. I just said I don't want to see it. But he Kurt, you speak it into existence. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, Jason, if you're listening, Jason DeBray, I don't want the Jerky Boys movie. I'd rather Jason, watch Mannequin. I'll be messaging you after the podcast. I'd rather watch Mannequin. Don't make me get through life where I have to see Jason, the I'll be Boys. sending Jason DeBray, I'll be sending you an instant I, message. I am, after a, I am okay with Kurt watching Mannequin in lieu of having to watch the Jerky Boys movie. Yeah, yes. I'll do that. But Jason, make him watch Mannequin. Is, mannequin is funny. No, and it's, and it, yeah, Mannequin is not without its charms. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't do it today with the Holly with Hollywood. You couldn't do that today. No, I but don't. other than that, it's actually a funny movie. Yeah. Can and I, I did like honey, without... Hollywood sunglasses. Could I squeeze through without seeing the garbage pale kids movie too? Could I there you go again, Kurt. You just that you put ideas in I, people's heads. I feel I do know that movie has been reviewed on the podcast. How did this get made? Oh, it has. Yeah, and I've that's seen that movie. We're, we're done with that. Yeah, I saw the garbage. I saw the garbage pail kit. So there was a bar here. It was like an after hours club here in town, and they had they they had the garbage pail kids movie on the screen as we were dancing. So I've seen it. I haven't heard it. I've seen it. I was in an altered state when I saw it. Oh, so this is like back in the day. Were you you with the lead singer from the band Slade? (laughs) Nobby. Nobby Feeler? Was that his name? Nobby Holder? Nobby Finger Me? What? Nobby Holder. I may have been. <laughs> Nobby Holder's the real deal. Right? That's right. Wait. Anywho, um, anything else? Jason, the co-host, was doing some. I was I was doing Nobby the face. Holder yeah, stuff. I was doing the, the Nobby was, Holder face from uh from Slade. That, now keep in mind this is a podcast. Was doing it for your benefit. <laughs> What's that? Doing it for your benefit. Oh, okay. No, I, okay. Then then yeah. It's something special for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we we actually have some we actually have some show ideas now of things to watch. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, though, before I do at some point uh, over the next week, and you, I'm not making you guys do this, but you know the the Jermaine and Pia song, it was remade last year by Psy, the K-pop star. What? You know the one that does Gangnam oh. Style. He did a remake of it last year. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't, there's another thing. Uh, Jermaine Ger, uh, Jackson has a child named Jer Majesty. I know. Yes. We've, I, not only that. do I know that, when I, when I post the podcast every week, uh, based on things that I have tagged the podcast with in the past, it has the previous podcast post, uh, tags list. Jer Majesty Jackson is one of the tags. We've talked about it before. <laughs> And then didn't Jermaine oh. for a while change his name to Jermaine Jackson S U N? Probably I think he did. No. for br- briefly. I just remember that Oprah. So Oprah goes to interview uh, the Jacksons' parents. I think she just actually she 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 showed up to interview the mother, but then Joe Jackson showed up. But then all the Jacksons like dropped off their kids. I guess either they're living with the mother or they, the Oprah was coming. 
So Oprah, Oprah was, was saying like, now, who are you? Who do you belong to? Who? And one of them was Your Majesty. One of them was like Renee. Was, was there Renee Jackson? Who was the one? Reby? That had, Reby. 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 Who, Singer of who, Centipede. Who do you, yeah, Centipede. Who, who do you belong to? I'm Reby's. Oh, okay. <laughs> when the centipede is hot. <laughs> That's, that song is the bomb. Michael Jackson centipede. wrote that. I do like Centipede. I do like that song, too. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that and run, run away. <laughs> when the centipede for the night. is hot. It's <laughs> great. Yes. Oh, and then Reby went on The View, I think it was, and, and, and they all started doing like Centipede, Centipede, and she's like, I've had other songs. No, you have. Oh, excuse me. Wow. <laughs> that was the popular one, though. Mm-hmm. And, and they were all out around. I think was it centipede like nineteen eighty three? Like all of these songs it was, were all out. That's what I'm saying. It was time. it was Michael Jackson was so white hot that anything associated with him. That's why Rockwell, somebody's watching me, was out around that time, and he sang the hook yeah. on it, so it got played a lot. Then uh, Motown unearthed some. Was on that too. Yeah, and Motown unearthed some old Michael recordings that they had, and even though he was under contract with a new label, they owned these old recordings, so they released uh, Farewell My Summer Love, and that was a hit. I remember that song. I liked that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That is funny. Anywho, anything else? I think that's all I've got. How can, how, I was going to give. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. One of my video ideas. Well, one of the video ideas I was thinking about giving us the Fat Boys collaboration with Freddy Krueger, but I watched it the first. Oh, God. Couple, the first couple seconds of it, I was like, Nah, I don't even want to watch this. This this would be too much to unpack. No, I do like the Fat Boys though. I do too, but then everything was a fat- gimmick. And that Fat Boys movie, because yeah, they did a movie with um, Disorderlies. Yes, I like that and, movie. <laughs> and Luke from General Hospital was the villain. Luke from Luke and Laura. Was really, the yeah, Tony Geary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. It was the old guy from uh, Trading Places. What was his name? Not Don. Oh Lee yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Ralph Bellamy. Ralph Bellamy, I think it was. Yeah, it was like it a, oh, Ralph I'm, I'm thinking of Forty Eight Hours. Okay. It is Ralph yeah. Bellamy. Disorderlies. <laughs> anyway, um, if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall, spelled K U R K E N D A A L. Jason. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us five stars. It helps people like Samantha find the show. Uh, Samantha, if you remember how you found the show, please reach out to us on Threads. You can find us at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast, which is also our handle on uh, Facebook and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I'm in a show called Behind Every Great Mariska Hargitay. It's a great Kurt Fitzpatrick. It's playing... At the Philadelphia Fringe Festival. I have the dates. Hold on. I'm going to get it. Okay. Okay. It's September 23rd, 28th, and 30th. Look up phillyfringe.org and just look up Kurt Fitzpatrick. Come see it. And if you're in the L.A. area, this is the last weekend of my show, The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen. And you can find out that information as 
at celebrationtheater.org. And if you come, do what Samantha did and come and say hello after. Samantha and I ended up having an amazing conversation. I'm nice, so I'm approachable. So do it. <laughs> Look how you have to tell people that you're nice and approachable. Makes me wonder well, if you're really you know, nice and approachable. Sometimes. Sometimes it can go the I've seen it go the other way. Not with me, but with <laughs> others. <laughs> Anywho, I gotta run. So I'll see you both next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.